0: One of the things that I love about doing this podcast is the opportunity to meet people that I uh, perhaps heard about but had never met personally. And our guest in today's episode is uh, one of those people, Chris Chase. Uh, Chris is a uh, pastor at one of the Meeting House churches in the greater Toronto area. And uh, uh, I uh, had the chance to sit down with Chris earlier this year in downtown toronto at the stone church and uh, we had such a good conversation Uh, this is actually going to be in two parts Uh, in today's episode we're going to just focus on uh, getting to know some of chris's background and his journey to faith and uh, what it was like as a boy growing up on the streets of montreal and and then on the next episode uh, we're going to do a little bit deeper into Uh, cultural issues and theology and some things but uh, Chris is an amazing guy I'm sure you're gonna enjoy um, hearing what he has to say so let's go to that uh, interview right now so if you're listening to uh, sidewalk skyline um, and you're not watching it on YouTube you should probably watch it on YouTube because Chris Chase and I are sitting here between at least two ferns
1: between, yes, yes, between two, beside one, between two.
0: Yes, and uh, Chris, uh, uh, I, we were just talking about the fact that we've known each other from afar, but never really had a uh, any a kind of sit down, any kind of deep conversation. So that's what we're going to try to do today, and uh, we'll see how deep we are, <laughs> but um, maybe not. but um, by, by the end. <laughs> yeah, by the end, you'll discover just the depths of Chris... Chase the depths. Don't hurt yourself. Chris. I won't. I won't. I won't. Okay. Not again. <laughs> so um, uh, I want to. I, I want to actually get to know you. Sure. Today. So um, I want to hear. Um, you know the the life story um, as uh, much as we can cover in forty minutes or so. Sure. <laughs> So um, uh, you grew up in Montreal. Is that it, where you are born?
1: Yeah, born and raised there. Um, moved moved around a little bit as as a kid, but that was that was the life of living. Uh, as Most a, kids
0: move around. Yeah, bit. I mean,
1: just 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 physically in general. Yeah. But like, it, and um, you know, father who worked with trains, mother who worked in the health profession uh anglophones in a francophone uh city Mm -hmm. um and just you know like any other kid just enjoyed everything in front of them Mm -hmm. um you know really thought that i was gonna be a baseball player really thought that was gonna happen um and that did not happen at all at (laughs) all but yeah like it was it was yeah just a great time of of learning about you know who i am as as a person that kind of set me on the trajectory that i'm on now
0: um, so, uh, siblings. Uh, yeah. I so
1: guess I got, I have a younger sister. She is, mm-hmm. I won't give away her age cause she'd be very angry if she watched this, yeah. listen to this, but she's younger than I am not by much. And, okay. um, and yeah, just the, just the two of us, my parents decided after, after her, after having me and after having her, that that wasn't, that they had contributed to the universe enough. And that that was enough yeah, for that. That was enough. Yeah. They were, after they were sister. Yeah. No yeah. more. Yeah. If yeah, if because I think both of us together we were more like four kids as opposed to two kids, and so they were like you moved yeah, around a lot. Yeah, we moved around a lot. We were we were active children. Yeah, uh, and so they yeah, so they decided to kind of stop the train there. <laughs> between after after my little sister Tamika was born.
0: <laughs> your dad, your dad worked with the railroad. Yeah, like so yeah. he so he 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 actually works
1: in the um, anything you see inside via rail. Uh, anything, anything you see inside inside of CP in terms of the, the inner workings of the actual carts, like that's what my dad does. Wow. Yeah, so he's been doing that for as long as I've been alive. And in fact, I would, I would actually say that I've probably poorly described what he's done. 'Cause I've never fully I, I've understood it in part but not the whole. Right. Because so he'll look at me like that's Chris I've told you this a million times, it's not exactly what I what I do. What I do is this and I'm like I forget that it's just so complicated. But he, he's he's in he's in the world of, of trains, That's all, that's yeah, yeah that's the easiest easy to
0: bet. Did he spend uh his work life on the trains or no, working for? Working off? for, okay, yeah, working
1: yeah. working uh yeah. working off and kinda of, and, and creating and then my mom, uh, she's been a nurse for again, for as long as I've been alive. Yeah. Um were were, the way our life was. Dad worked in the mornings and from like so I wouldn't see dad before he left. He was already gone when I woke up, and by the time I got home from school, dad was home and mum was gone. Yeah, working working nights, and so there was, there was there was there might have been a little bit of overlap between the two of them, but we were at school, mm-hmm. um, and mum had two nursing jobs, so dad had a job working working, and then mum would work one nursing job during the week, and another nursing job on 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 the weekends, hmm. uh, and so there was you know strong work ethic in our family, yeah, um, and the sacrifices that they made uh, were to you know to allow us to, to do stuff, to allow us to have have certain things, um, not everything but yeah. allow us to kind of you know to at least experience some cool stuff uh, every every now and again that we had to earn. Yeah. So like if, yeah. if if they worked for it, we had to earn the right to get it. It wasn't just kinda like, yeah, yeah, we worked and therefore you're getting a jet ski. It was like, no, you're gonna buy your own jet ski, but you have the money for it. It doesn't matter, you have to work yeah. for it. So
0: so it shaped you a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you you learned you learn the value of you learn the value of everything. You learn the value of family time because when we had it Yeah um, it was because everybody was off on that day or everybody was off on the, on that at that time um, you learned the value of hard work you learned the value of of putting of putting your hand to, to the plow and actually earning your keep right um, you were just kind of living living vicariously through the paycheck or the wall of right. somebody else
0: yeah.
1: um, you you did things to earn earn your own keep it
0: people well. when you meet people who feel entitled does it drive you nuts um it 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 doesn't drive me nuts as much as it, it
1: lets me know that there's there's a there's a reason why right so I would more so go like I would more so be inquisitive as to why they are the way that they are right um it, it, it it's it's more of an annoyance but it's kind of like well you know somebody somebody something happened that allowed you to be that way that's just yeah. not me and then at the same time trying to raise raise my kids to make sure that they that they are not the same way either yeah. Uh, yeah. I do not need need my kids to become viral because they thought that they deserved something that they didn't deserve.
0: So the, the Chris Chase that you know, is he more like your dad or your mother?
1: I get my spending habits from my mother. Is
0: <laughs> and you, so
1: you like to spend? I I, 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 I enjoy the finer things. Okay. I enjoy the finer things, and so I get that. I get the uh, I get the, the stylish stuff from my mom, but I get the I get the the backbone. The backbone from my dad. Mm -hmm. My 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 mom's a firecracker, Mm -hmm. uh, and my dad's much more. He looks at all the angles, Mm -hmm. and so when he speaks, he's thought it through. Mm -hmm. He's really sat down, gone like, "This is why I think the way that I think," and so I get that sort of that resolve
0: Mm -hmm. resolve
1: Mm -hmm. from from him. Um, But then my my the adventurous side, the 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 playful laugher, that's from my mom.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Growing up in uh, Montreal, uh, was it uh, relatively uh, trouble-free childhood for you? Or re- well, you got to define
1: trouble. If trouble is like you know, you know, hanging out with your buddies and just kind of like fooling around, yeah. uh, then I was in trouble all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, like parents going, "Why are your shoes wet?" Well, we found a lake. Right, like that's so that sort of like, <laughs> yeah, you know that that sort of Dennis the Menace sort of like yeah. that sort of trouble. Yeah, so you got to be a kid. You got to be a kid. Yeah, yeah. like my my parents were the sort that, uh, if my dad saw me um, at a bus stop, let's say, yeah. and I was hanging out with friends, and my dad was going to the grocery store, he would make a U turn and yeah. turn back around, and pick me up, even if I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, and I'd be, well, you've embarrassed me in front of my friends. At what have you done? And he'd be like, well. I'm, I just have a feeling I'm protecting you from something yeah and some of those friends oh, but some of those friends would actually get into much much deeper trouble as they got older mm-hmm. and my father had a sense of like I would rather embarrass you right now mm-hmm. to protect you from something that you can't see because you know like when you're a kid you're naive yeah you know you don't become street smart until you're older yeah um, and I wasn't, my sister's way more like, she can see, she's like, oh, that's, that's, we're not going to be here. And I'm like, yeah. everything's fine. I don't understand. <laughs> um, so my dad was a sort of, my dad was sort of like, no, like, not everybody's your friend. Not everybody's worth, worth your time. Mm-hmm. Here's what society is like, and here's what you need to be thinking about avoiding all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the trouble I got into as a kid was more just, you know, the trouble that you got into as, as a kid. Yeah. Um, now I would say this a lot of the trouble that we got into as kids then when I was growing up you can't get in trouble for now like mm-hmm. it's actually way more troublesome now to get in trouble yeah the way we did because we you know just a different day yeah. different age yeah. right uh, certain things were like if my kids came back home and told me like, you're not leaving the house and you're yeah did, did was there a video where people just, just stay inside right <laughs> yeah um, but um, but at that day and age, it was just kind of like you know kids were kids mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and kind of learning the the ins and outs of, of childhood.
0: Um, did you guys uh, go to church? was faith in your home? Um,
1: like m- with many West Indian families mm-hmm. um, many of many parents grew up going to church back right. home wherever whatever island they were from right they grew up going to church. A lot decided when they when they migrated from wherever they were to to Canada mm-hmm. uh, to go to church. My parents were not that 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 certain My, my father grew up Anglican, mm-hmm. my mother grew up in a Pentecostal church. Mm-hmm. My mother attended a church a Pentecostal church in Montreal actually, uh, and didn't have the greatest experiences. And mm-hmm. so that kind of frowned our family for a long time. About church because her right. experience was just was one that was negative,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and and so Sundays were spent just kind of like at home. Yeah. Uh, parents would cook, yeah. music would be playing, and mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes it would be gospel centric. Other times it would be from the islands, mm-hmm. but. Faith was important. We knew we knew faith. We knew who God was. We knew that there was a Jesus, but we weren't practicing that. We weren't yeah. attending an assembly of, of any sort on Sunday morning. We didn't have church clothes or reserved for weddings and funerals. They mm-hmm. were reserved for the actual Sunday
0: morning experience. Right. So those uh, early years at home when, uh, you know, family's cooking and you got the music on, what were some of the... Some of the early music that kind of left an imprint oh on my you. Oh goodness!
1: Um, anything
0: from from the Temptations and the Four Tops and
1: Stevie Wonder uh, to to the early '80s of, of Whitney Houston and uh, and Prince and Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, to Muddy Waters and Chuck Berry. Uh, to um, artists from Barbados like Red Plastic Bag and, and mm-hmm. this which is an actual artist's name, uh, and and others. So it was a mixture of of calypso and soca music. Uh, mm-hmm. A mixture of my dad loved light rock favorites too, mm-hmm. so I would listen. You know, Christopher Cross and Bread, and you know, like <laughs> bands of like, like people the, like who, the like, cheesiest white the bread, the cheesiest music white bread, like, like like that sort of yeah. like 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 that sort of like 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 that was stuff that we grew up with. You know, yeah. uh, Q Q ninety two point five was a radio station, so like we like so there was a plethora of music that we yeah. that we would listen to. From the only thing that wasn't that wasn't in our house was rap music, but anything mm-hmm. like like soul. Um, Otis Redding, uh, Bill Withers, like yeah. that was like that was sort of the the upbringing of my. I'm missing a, a slew of artists, yeah, but that was really yeah. sort of the, the upbringing that I that I grew up with.
0: Yeah. So, um, how did Jesus show up?
1: Um, when I was in grade four,
0: my great grandmother passed away.
1: Now, growing up, we would go visit my aunt who who my great who took care of my great grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time I kind of was able to understand what was going on, she was already too old to communicate. Mm. Um, and so we would go and we would visit her, but it would be like, you know, you're eight years old and you're literally talking to somebody who's not responding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's no connection. Yeah. But I remember being at her funeral and again, like you're, you know, I don't know this person. We don't have a connection. Right. But at the funeral, um... The song Great Is I Faithfulness started.
0: Hmm. And for
1: some reason, I don't know why, I just began to weep. And again, I don't have any connection with, with this, my great grandmother, yeah. but I'm weeping, you know, pardon for sin and peace that endureth.
0: And I'm weeping. Yeah.
1: And I, I can't understand why. And so my aunt,
0: grade four. Yep, yeah, grade four. Yeah.
1: Uh, my aunt, uh, my aunt Muriel, who affectionately we, we, we call Aunt Moo, uh, M U, not M O O um she pretended it was <laughs> the, the, the cow person, but she was like she she just began to talk to me about the holy spirit hmm. and again like you're 10 years old like all you know are cartoons and comic books and yeah. your love for the expos and the canadians you don't what's the, what's the holy spirit yeah oh he's a who yeah i not even know what but that was that was the beginning stages and so um the the way montreal set up I would, we lived on the western part of, of Montreal. My parents mm-hmm. would drive me to her house, and I would stay overnight, Saturdays, Saturday nights, and we would go to church on Sunday mornings, we'd take mm-hmm. the city bus to church. Mm-hmm. I'd go back to her house, and then we would, from there, talk. Mm-hmm. And then my parents would pick me up on Sunday afternoons, and I would and I would go home. Mm-hmm. And I did that for, and that was the beginning stages. So from a like grade four to around grade six, every weekend, I would, I would uh, Hitched my my life to her life and she had no cable uh she had no video games uh and she made me learn memorize the 10 commandments yeah. memorize the lord's prayer and and all that sort of stuff and there was no parks like just the way it was like as as we're 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 not necessarily downtown but we're we're yeah. gonna, you know we're closing that way like that sort of like the urban center, like that's where mm-hmm. she lived. We lived in the suburbs. She lived in the urban mm-hmm. center. There's no mm-hmm. parks. There's no place to walk around and ride a bike, but that was the the, the formation of where I I learned who Jesus was from mm-hmm. my from my aunt. Mm-hmm.
0: What did you uh, learn about uh, belo- belonging to a, a city or uh, the life in in the city growing <laughs> up in Montreal? Like uh, everybody's got their. Their rabbit trail, you know, their yeah. their their groove. That this is where how I circuit the city. What was it like for you?
1: So it changed, right? Like from when you were in grade four, you're you're taught that everything's dangerous. Don't touch strangers. Don't don't go here. Don't go there. Don't yeah. look at that person in the eye. Don't don't pick that up. Don't you know? And yeah, you know, like like I'm gonna like pick up a stick and like eat it like that sort of thing. <laughs> but like everything's everything's dangerous and. You know, my my Aunt Muriel, she didn't have any kids, so I became like a surrogate son for her. Mm-hmm. So there was like very, very overprotective. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, because I, I, you know, I stopped going to church for a while and then started back up when I was in grade nine. Same church downtown Montreal, Evangelical Pentecostal Church. Yeah. Um, but then I started being able to navigate the city a bit more on my own. I would take the city bus to church and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And then the city just, it became like it became like an extension of your arm. So you yeah. knew where to get the best slice. Yeah. You knew where to get the, you, you knew where the discount was for the movies. Yeah. You knew you knew how to get the fastest way to get to Old Montreal. You knew where, where to sit, see the best sun, sunset. Uh, you knew the best restaurants, you knew that. Mm-hmm. Three Migos uh, across the street from the church, down the road, uh, had the best tacos and the best guacamole, on um, these days at this time yeah. the best the best um the best uh, place to get chinese food was here like, so you yeah. sp- it became like downtown became home for me so i would spend an hour and a half on the city bus from the suburbs to mm-hmm. go downtown and i would spend all day down there with my friends yeah just because like being there was so much life there you learned you know like every language every yes. nationality English and French and then everything in between was downtown. Yes. And so we would spend we would spend countless hours just in the summertime, especially just walking up and down Saint Catherine Street, the Maisonneuve, and just yeah. getting to know the city. Which is so it's, which is such it, I loved it then. It's so sad now because now I go back down there and I feel like a tourist. Like, I don't remember where to park because I've been in Ontario for so long. I don't remember all But But, like, there was a time where, like, I knew exactly where to go for everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, like, that was the repertoire. We just knew, okay, so we're going to go here. We're going to meet here. We're going to go there. We're going to take the bus here. We're going to go there. We're going to go there. We're going to get back for Sunday night service at 6 o'clock.
0: Well, now as a mature, responsible adult with gray in your beard. Yes. um, And children to be aware of. Uh, do you, uh, feel more at home in a city oh, or would man. you feel question. more at home, uh, if you had a farm outside Peterborough? <laughs> I, am. Um, my, my, my wife would,
1: would laugh if I wasn't able to be close enough to get to a mall, just to walk through it. My wife would, <laughs> my, my wife would be like, you, like, we are dying from online shopping. You need to stop immediately. Yeah. Um, the, the, the 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 quietness I love visiting it so my wife is yeah born and raised in Kincardine Ontario Mm. and so we go there once once a summer we go up there as a family and I love the what's your wife's
0: name Uh, Rebecca what was her maiden name Brown Rebecca Brown I wonder I might have. Met her along the way. It, yeah. along, in, in, in the, the six journey, degrees right? of exactly. separation yeah. from David Wells. Right? Yes,
1: it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he is our north star. Yes. David, if you're watching this, David, you are our north star. Yeah, Everything man. kind of relates back to you. Yes, um, but like, but so I uh, we love going up there, and I love the the the, the quaintness of Main Street. Mm-hmm. I love being able to find there's two coffee shops, and everyone knows each other. Yeah, but like, but I am a city guy at heart. Yeah, and so even even though we live in the suburbs now, I I relish the moments where we're like,
0: we're being at stone church, let's do it. Yeah, like, we, just, all, we all take s- some measure of comfort from place. Right? Yeah. And, and you feel at home. Yeah. Yeah. And so
1: like, so when I go downtown, I park at the same spot. Mm-hmm. And then and I, don't take, I rarely do I take public transportation. I love to walk in the yeah. summertime. So I will, I will park near French Street, near Union Station,
0: yep.
1: or, across from the Old Spaghetti Factory. And then I will walk everywhere. Yeah and and my wife and I will we'll will make sure we' are wearing our running shoes that day yep. and we're either we're renting bikes or we are walking everywhere yeah so I I, I, I love the suburbs because I love being able to at the end of the day have a backyard yep. love it yep. um maybe 23 24 year old me would have loved living downtown now I'm kind of like nah, I don't know but like any opportunity I have to get downtown yeah I'm taking it without yeah. even thinking about it I'm taking it and I'm, I'm I'm spending the day down here.
0: Yeah. Now you live in Oshawa. Oshawa. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about um, uh, what Oshawa as a city. What's what's Oshawa all about? So
1: there's so there's three. You know, if you're from Oshawa, this might offend you, but there's three breakdowns of Oshawa. Okay. There's Poshawa, which is the northern part, Oshawa, which is cl- which yeah. is closer to uh, Brooklyn, Ontario. That sort of like the yeah. like the nicer houses. Then there's middle middle Oshawa which is more blue collar mm-hmm. which is a mixture of different um, uh, lifestyles uh, price marking that sort of thing mm-hmm. so you have people who make make decent money but could only afford this sort of a house that sort of thing start yeah. homes that sort of thing and then you have you have lower Oshawa which is traditionally seen as poor mm-hmm. that's not the case that there's been some great re- revitalization there but like mm-hmm. that's you know where the GM plant was and everything south of that. Um, A bit older, older, older homes. And so there's three different breakdowns. And so everybody kind of like, like there's meeting spots for everything. So there's the meeting spot for everybody is... The, the Walmart on um, just off Stevenson or the Oshawa Center,
0: yeah.
1: uh, but then there's the movie theater which is on the northern part, and you're able mm. to see that based on the cars that are in the parking lot, yep. based on the stores that are certain um, certain places. But there's there's really a, a a melting melting pot, especially now that housing market mar- housing is just insane. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who would regularly maybe have moved lived in Scarborough. Mm-hmm. Or lived in let's say Pickering, yeah. the, 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 the affordable housing is in Oshawa now. So you're seeing it's a mixture of young families mm-hmm. starting starter starter homes doing yep. doing that there along with people who have lived in Oshawa in the same houses mm-hmm. for 30, 40, 50 years. Right. So it's a real real mixture of young families starting out saying like oh, we settled here because we couldn't afford in with B, we couldn't afford in Ajax. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then people who are kind of like Oshawa is my home, and I never, never will I depart. Right,
0: right. Um, Do you um, uh, have um, deep roots in any one city that you've lived? We lived in Ajax before living in Mm -hmm. Oshawa. Mm -hmm.
1: And so outside of of growing up in Montreal, Ajax is still home to us. Like, we, we mourn. We mourn, like we, it was just by, by, by province, we had to move yep. and we mourn it all the time. Like we were like, oh, if we could, if we could, if we could. Uh, just because um, our, we lived into great cul-de-sac yeah. and our, our neighbors became our, our family. Yeah. Our, you know, we all had kids around the same age and yeah. at the same time, something in the water. And so all of our kids were like, were at the same point of, of life together. And they grew up together and they, and, yeah. and, and this like, everything from the stores to the parks to the gym to everything was all in these in this great little town
0: that's interesting because you know i think for every one of us there is a um, a sense of who we are that comes out of place yeah and the the comfort of a place the challenge or the excitement of a place the the things that may that that are tied to that place including our relationships and and uh but then there's also um you know we live in a tumultuous world where a lot of people are moving around a lot a lot yeah and some people have no choice and they're they're exiled they're estranged they're uh you know a newcomer to a a new place um go back to annie move for a minute Um, she was the one that really was like a spiritual mother that that brought spiritual birth to you right yeah and um so uh was it uh her did she uh like you know lead you to jesus and then you made up your mind or did that come out of church or no is that just kind of uh
1: so i so i stopped going to church in like grade six or grade seven i was kind of like what am i giving my weekends for Mm. this is insane and so i just decided to stay home and um yeah I'm sure that broke her heart in in because uh, I think there was like you know, like you're becoming you're becoming a man at thirteen years old, right? right? And uh, yep. <laughs> you, get, you get that one strand of hair on your upper lip you're
0: yeah. like,
1: uh, I'm a man and <laughs> and uh, and so I, I stopped going. And then in grade nine, yeah. I remember distinctly, um, I just like I went to a really dark place. Mm-hmm. now, I think now, I, I would say, I mean say this hyper um, um with hyperbole. We would maybe have described that as a depression. Mm. Back then, it was kind of like, "Why are you being sad?" Yeah. Or what's wrong with you? Yeah. Right. Snap out of it. Yeah. Well, maybe that's how churches are right now. Mm. But like, but like at that point, it was like kind of like just whatever. What's wrong with you? Deal with it. Yeah. Um, And I, I went to a uh, private Christian school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got I. I got into enough trouble that my parents said, you need to you need to be under the discipline of private school. How about that? For that trouble question, I got into enough trouble yeah. as a kid that my parents were like, you need to go to a private school and not to a public yeah. school. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember, I can't remember if it was a teacher or if it was another student, a peer, who was like, do you need Jesus? Hmm. You need Jesus. And so I remember finding my way back to church. Yeah. And being involved in the youth group and my youth pastor, who's uh, David Mills, who's still a mm-hmm. uh, great mentor and friend of mine to this mm-hmm. day. Um, he was a youth youth leader, youth pastor at the time, and and him kind of walking me through the idea of faith and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I remember there was a youth retreat, and I didn't want to go on it because I thought youth retreats were dumb,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not knowing that half of my life would be leading youth retreats dealing with students who think they're dumb <laughs> take that for irony but um but i didn't go and all my friends came back and they were all jazzed they're all like well we did this Whoa. and i'm like why am i missing something and so i gave my heart to jesus in my bedroom the sunday before um teen challenge came to our church mm. and one of the one of the young men um, shared with me out of um, the book of first peter You need to know that around the world, there are young men going through the exact same sort of suffering as you. And for some reason, that just stuck with me. Mm. just stuck with me. And I remember I got home. There's no music, no just as I am, no pastor kind of inviting. I just knelt down at my bedside and said, Jesus, if you're real, here's my life. And whatever you want from me. Here, take away all these oh, sins, take away all this brokenness. Yeah. And,
0: Enter the holy presence. Yeah, it just yeah. and
1: there was no. I just remember waking, not waking up, but like, like getting up and going, like, "Oh my goodness!" Like I, you, I felt it. Yeah, I don't know how else to describe it to you, but I felt it. I felt yeah. like this is this is real, mm-hmm. and there's been ebbs and flows ever since. But like, I I mm-hmm. often come back to that moment. Uh, in February of nineteen ninety-five, where like everything became real.
0: Wow. So um, where where did uh, it take you in terms of post secondary and education, and then finding uh, again? We're back to this theme of finding place, right? right yeah. You know, uh, the time for Michael. Cue up the Michael W. Smith. Yes. Place in this world right now. <laughs> but how did his voice is so nasally
1: it Money is yeah, sorry. yep. thank you thank you Michael for your contribution to Christendom yes
0: <laughs> so tell us about finding your place sure. in this world so
1: <laughs> nice Womp womp. Um, no I I am um,
0: so it's gonna be stuck in your head all day every now.
1: day like all day now I'm like yeah. oh I'm just like, all like I'm gonna be standing Thanks, in line Fil play later on looking for me like, oh Kevin <laughs> Um, I apologize no you don't you don't apologize at all you're not sorry about that at all you want everybody to be singing that song afterwards looking it up like sales on iTunes have spiked with the song of Michael W. Smith Wow. go west young man Um, after so after getting saved uh, and attending youth group the next the next thing was going to youth camp
0: Mm -hmm. they didn't
1: know anything about youth camp what is this and we you know we couldn't afford that. Like we were well off, but like that's like, that's one of those extra things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Dave, our youth pastor, Dave Mills, he was so vital in making sure that those things happened for mm-hmm. for me. And I think it was my second or third youth camp. I remember standing at um, standing for prayer, mm-hmm. and literally sensing like the Lord, the Lord's call on my life for ministry.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, I think me now, if I was if I was helping or mentoring me a uh, me then mm-hmm. I would advise me to not become Joseph to his brothers. Cause I was like, ah oh, call to ministry. Ah! <laughs> and I probably annoyed everyone around you me. You got a flashy coat. Oh man, like yeah. look at look at what my look at what Daddy God bought me. Look at this. It's <laughs> called a calling. And um and and I would say, I advise just serve, just be mm-hmm. quiet and serve, and let it, let it grow. Yeah. Lo- but long story short, I um, you know, I went to college, John Abbott College in Montreal. My parents, you know, they're like, Gabe, hey, that's beautiful. You love Jesus. You need to go college. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to go to college. You're going to university. You're yep. going to this. You're going to that." And I did uh, two years of a program, and in my second year, I almost flunked out. Mm-hmm. And I remember explaining to my my parents were like, they were so upset. They're like, sitting me my marks." So I'm like. I'm not supposed to do this. Hmm. Like, I know you want, you have this, yeah. this idea for what my life should be, but that's not what I, I,
0: yeah.
1: And my parents are like, okay. Yeah. I remember standing, sitting with my parents, my, my mom, especially like we have this, our upstairs bathroom. Mm-hmm. She's sitting along the, the edge of the of the bathtub. I'm sitting on the sink and it's kind of just sharing with her like this. Is, and she's like, okay, if this is what you're supposed to do, then we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah. They they knew when to get behind Yeah.
1: It. They're like okay, here's 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 yeah. the deal. If you finish, you get your marks back up, and you finish, you graduate from college. Mm-hmm. You get your you get your diploma, and then we'll we'll figure out a way to fund. So did
0: you do a diploma? in? A liberal arts. Liberal arts. Yeah. yeah,
1: that was the easiest thing. That was like, that was like if I if I did social sciences, I would not have had to do math and science. Math yeah. and science. Liberal arts allowed me to do reading and learn about philosophy and anthropology and be like super fancy and have like lattes at <laughs> 21 years old, uh, and that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you say you say and you're like kind of like oh okay, whatever, yeah. right? Like it just sounds so like oh, okay, sure. Yeah, and it was exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was exactly perfect. that. perfect. Yeah, um, and so I, I, you know, graduated and in 2001, mm-hmm. and then I made my way to Peterborough, Ontario, uh, to th- then had just become Master's College and Seminary from Eastern Pentecostal Bible College uh, in their in their youth ministry major. Um, um, I and they came to our church. President Carl Verge brought a, a worship team to our to our church at Evangel. I never even heard about the school before. Yeah, and um, and I just knew. I'm like I'm going there. Yeah. Now a lot of stuff happened be- between there to when I got to the school, and then yeah. after that. But like, I remember that moment, and even now, like I've talked to people who are on those travel teams, who are now my peers. Yeah, uh, Rob Lodge, who is pastoring at Bethesda in Newfoundland. He and I talk yeah. about that moment all the time. Like I remember when you came to my church, and you were this little, you were this little guy, this, yeah. this young guy, like singing songs about God being so good to you. And now, like we're like <laughs> peers in this thing. So it's yeah, like
0: I was on. One of those teams, and we went to uh, in Montreal, and that would have been probably 81, 82, 83, somewhere in there. 81, 82. So. I was three. Yeah, I remember. You. <laughs> You're you were the, moving around you, a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. It was always on me from the get-go. Yeah. The call yeah. to move.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But what a what a thing, eh? When our colleges uh, have done that kind of circuit writing, just how it's it it, it helps establish yep this incredible network of. Um, Oh yeah, I was there. Yeah. yeah. And
1: and it's, you you talk about the 6 degrees of, of David Wells, but there's 6 degrees yeah. to 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 our schools. We have we have Yeah. four four or five schools within our within our fellowship. But, but there's there's all these degrees in terms of like, oh yeah, like I'm connected to because of I got yeah. here because a team came because of this person, right. of that person, that sort of thing and yeah. so that yeah, that got me to to Peterborough for 2 years and then Toronto for 2 years when the school moved. That's right. Right right literally yeah. right up the road from where we are. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. On, on young and young and Lawrence, I believe yeah, young and Lawrence. So yeah, two years in Peterborough, and then two years in young and Lawrence, and then pastoring in Toronto for nine years.
0: So give me uh, um, give me the the, uh, the the summary, the executive summary of uh, graduating from Bible College to uh, where you are now. Yeah. Sure. In terms of the places and, and what you were doing in the places, so third year of Bible College, the school
1: moves to Toronto, mm-hmm. and everybody realizes that you know the price to live in Peterborough is way different than the price to live in Toronto. I've heard that just yes. just a tad. Yes, and so I ended up um, working for a year at Flemingdon Park Pentecostal Church. Oh yeah, uh, on Don Mills. Did that? Did my... you work with that? I worked with. Oh, there was a there was a plethora of people. Uh, at the time, um, mainly um, Hudson Hillsden.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He
1: was the interim uh, for for the bulk of my stay, and then uh, Tom Burke was there yeah. for the um, just as I finished. Just as I finished, he came just as the yeah. school year was ending, and I was getting ready to go go home. But yeah. the bulk of my time was with was with uh, the great Hudson Hillsden, and and um, that and that was to kind of cover costs while I was mm-hmm. in school and to learn experience things like that. Um, and then I thought, after that year, I was like, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm cut out for this thing. I don't know. Maybe I was going to finish school and then do something else. Uh, and then I, I ran into a friend by the name of Matt James, mm-hmm. uh, who at the time was the, the high school pastor at Agent Corp Pentecostal Church, mm-hmm. now One Church uh, TO. And he was transitioning and he said, like, I think that you'd be a great fit here. And so I took a chance and I emailed a guy by the name of Keith Smith,
0: just
1: mm-hmm. no-name dude. Yeah.
0: I've- Heard he, the name? He's just
1: known name guy. Smith so, is a common yes. name, though. No, but no, I, yeah. I I say that sarcastically. Like he's yeah, like my, I, oh he's he's he's, he's, a, he's my hero. Oh yeah, he's my like, he he yeah. He I, deserves I, the credit. I yeah. I could I could we can do a whole podcast on just like his the value of Keith Smith yeah. in my life. Yeah. As as a spiritual father, mm-hmm. as a mentor, as a leader, like. But mm-hmm. for the for the sake of the podcast, just, just no-name guy. <laughs> Save the podcast. Um, <laughs> and I emailed him. I say, Hey, listen, I heard that you're just. Like only a twenty three year old go like, I'm just gonna email this guy and say, Hey, I hear you're looking for a free yeah, password. Yeah, yeah. I'm available, right? Yeah. Um and then um a person by the name of, of Jan Moken, another you know, mm-hmm. who, you know, Mama Jan who I love emails me back emails me back because he would love to meet with you. Mm-hmm. And that started a nine year partnership beautiful of 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 just of, uh, I grew up there. I grew up. Yep. Adrian Court watched me come in literally before I graduated in my fourth year. Mm-hmm. Watched me get married. Um, um, saw me um, have two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we left there. Liam was two, or we're not even two when we left Adrian Court. Um, and watched mm-hmm. me go from high school pastor to overseeing a department, to overseeing two departments, to leading worship with Van Johnson, another no-name guy. No one knows who Van Johnson is whatsoever.
0: Just you know. Another common name. Yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah,
1: just people have that last name. I will compliment Keith Smith ad nauseum. I will not even spend a moment complimenting Van Johnson at all. <laughs> at all. At all. Except for the yeah, like but you know, like like just great people. Yeah. Um and you you talk about how like like I recognize Ajax as like the city where I grew up, and that's like mm-hmm. Agent Court is home for me. That, that's like that right. is no the, matter where I am the church where you grew yeah. up. Yeah. Like, yeah. for, for my wife and I, for our yeah. kids, like, that is, like, well, our daughter, less our son, because he was too young, but, like, yeah. that's home for us. So Keith is, Keith Smith is always pastor. yeah Like, no matter where I go, mm-hmm. he's Pastor Smith. Mm-hmm. Even you, using his first name sounds like a swear word to me. Like, he's yeah. Pastor.
0: Yeah. pastor. He earned me. the title. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and, and I can joke around about Van Johnson, but, like, my mannerism of communicating... Um, yeah, I can see that. Right, like, like yeah. he is, is so influenced by by it's the the lowest compliment I'll ever give him. Yeah, and his daughters, mm-hmm. um, they helped raise our youngest, our eldest daughter. They like, like his kids who are now in their thirties helped raise my daughter. Um, the yeah. people who are there when I, when we walk into. Anything at, at at onechurch.to, there is a love from the people who are still there since then. Now seven years. So just
0: are- to complete the six degrees of separation, when I was on a travel team visiting uh, Bethel, not Bethel Evangel in Montreal, um, one of the singers was uh, Karen, Can- which has been band- John- yeah. that's yeah. oh my.
1: Goodness, Karen is like like there. There is not she, a funner person. She was a scream. There, there is not a funner yeah. person. Like we, like she, yeah, um, she babysat our daughter for the first year. May she never year. grow old. Ever, ever. Yeah. May, may, like she, like she's the best of us. Mm-hmm. I'll describe it that way. She's the best of us. Mm-hmm. And then from Adrian Court, um, um, we transitioned in two thousand and thirteen until recently to our Bible College in Peterborough, and. Um, uh, worked with Rich again, again yeah. another person that no one knows um, and just kind of I describe as we, he and I we did the talents and mm-hmm. we would sit I would sit shotgun uh, To his leadership any day of the week and we would just drive across uh, Eastern and Western Ontario to um, To to do what somebody did for me when I was a teenager and come and visit and say like oh my goodness That is a that that's a school. I want to go to those are people who I want to become like yeah so yeah, that's oh, wow. been that's been until recently that's been sort of the trajectory of, of, of life now.
0: So nine years at age in Court, and then from there, did you go work at the Bible College? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so what did you do at Masters? Um,
1: whew, I felt like I, I was a jack of all trades, really. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I felt like I was a Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. So I started as um, director of recruiting, a director of the first year facilitator. So mm-hmm. the you know, overseeing things like orientation and boot camp, kind of helping uh, get uh, students acclimatized to. To campus life, uh, and then uh, working with our with our urban center churches. So any mm-hmm. any church, literally Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Windsor, London, like all of our our, our major cities. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I I um, transitioned to campus pastor, um, and while still kind of doing a lot of retreats and camps and kind of helping spread the word out there from a recruiting standpoint, uh, and then until until recently, until May. Uh, of this year, um, oversaw all of the brand communications, so anything that had to do with the with the brand story. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, still while helping out on campus, still while doing a lot of the recruiting and 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 the, and the retreat stuff. So that was sort of the that was and the story. The story uh, recently ended there, and we're we're in a, a season of transition, which is uh, a real blessing because I've never taken a break before, and so to be able to have this sort of like a okay, like I can sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. Uh, but yeah, but like that was and um, yeah. Um, I would describe if if Adrian Court was high school and I was um, uh, a Letterman jacket redshirt quarterback, uh, starter. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know masters was was masters level literally schooling in terms of leadership, in terms of mm-hmm. experience, in terms of working with some of the brightest minds mm. um, that, are, that are shaping young leaders for the future, uh, where you really had to earn your spot. Mm-hmm. And you had to be, you know, no different than like an understudy in a Broadway, Broadway musical. You had to be ready at any point in time to, to carry that load and carry, right. carry, that, carry that, um, that responsibility. But then be just as ready just to be a part of the ensemble. So that was, that, that was the experience there.
0: Hey, be sure to subscribe to to Sidewalk Skyline podcast uh, and catch part two uh, uh, with Chris Chase. That's uh, going to be coming out on December 1st. And can you believe it? We're already towards the end of the year. Our last episode will be on December 15th, wrapping up season one. And then we're coming back in 2021 with season two. And uh, I've got a lot of ideas uh, that I've been percolating, thinking about different guests that uh, we want to interview over the year 2021, and uh, also pulling together some great conversations about urban ministry. So glad that you tuned in. And until next time, keep one ear to the sky and one ear to the ground. I'm Kevin Rogers, and this is Sidewalk Skyline Podcast.